regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast, the podcast that's exactly the same every week. And like every week, I'm Steve Hogarty, joined by my two best friends, Joe and Log. Joe, say a thing now. Hi, I'm Joe, and I've not done one of these for almost a month, and uh, I felt out of practice before we started. But you guys came in with a couple of features that made me remember what it is to be feature man that's very touching actually it's really good log, no, it's a good podcast were actually. you touched and good. sorry joe shut up okay log i'm waiting to be talked to directly so i can introduce myself i've addressed you twice log you said you did not say my name well you, you did. just did oh yeah oh then i was asking if you were touched by joe's comments about how he'd forgotten what it was like to love until he came back on the podcast which i think is what he said i think yeah. i have just forgotten what it's like to love you two oh my god until one of you does a little kissy mouth at your monitors and makes me remember what it's like to be loved do it do a little kissy face steve stop putting your fingers under your nose like you're disgusted at me <laughs> he thinks you stink oh no well i'll tell you what i'm willing to make a unilateral declaration of love to you two because I've loved you my whole life, and I will never stop loving you. We both just did the kissy faces, and you weren't even looking. I, I you were looking at your crotch when you were talking about how much you loved us, and I can see you are visibly aroused. <laughs> I shouldn't have stood up in front of my webcam. I'm so sorry. Webcam? You've got to marry us with your webcam. What's your feature, Log? I've met Helen upon Helen, and I'm going to bring that Helen to you. They sound like Helen degenerates. <laughs> Joe? I have written an advert, a British advert, for the Super Bowl. And it's about fucking dumping stuff out your ass bear. <laughs> Can't believe you're treading on my toes like this, Joe. <laughs> I've stuck to a similar British theme. I have been reading the autobiography of Bradley Wiggins and about how he fucking eats children. <laughs> Spoiled it. Damn it. Spoiled it like Bradley Wiggins doesn't say it in the first sentence. <laughs> like it was a long, long wait to yeah. find out just what cannibalism he's been doing the whole way through. Like when you watch The Godfather, it's like, oh, it's about the mafia. Don't spoil it. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I thought it was about someone who was asked to look after a kid for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's time for my regular feature. I went to a Chinese New Year celebration at a local restaurant this week with my mum. And we've been living next door to this place for like 40 years. But this year she said... What, China? Yeah, it's a place called Chung's on Mapley Top. You must go. They're very nice. But my mum heard, heard there was a dragon there that walks around the tables. And I think she imagined that dragon was walking around the table saying hello to everyone and just engaging them in chat. <laughs> um, so, and she, she would not believe it unless she saw it with her own eyes. So we all had to go to uh, Chung's for Chinese New Year. Is that a ridiculous thing to assume on your mum's part? That the dragon would... Would it? What is it? Just a a non-verbal dragon that you're not allowed to interact with? Well, I think she thought it was there for the duration, just mingling. But whereas I thought 
slightly more correctly <laughs> that it would actually just be doing a little dance. <laughs> yeah, it's like the big mouse that comes out for birthdays at Frankie's and Benny's. <laughs> yeah. It turns out it wasn't actually a dragon, it was a lion. and um, It was a cat. <laughs> it was just a worm with big ideas. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a lion dance, and the lion just went around for ages uh, before eating something that was hanging from the ceiling, and which clearly didn't agree with it, and then it started just going on people's tables, throwing, wow. like, the contents of party poppers as, as a celebration, I believe. Oh. It was, fun. it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of a lot of exercise because it went on for 10 minutes and we were all like, all right, I get it. <laughs> Did everyone just get like confetti yeah. in their food? And it's not even talking it to me. It was after the food period, but before the bit that I actually want to talk about tonight, which was the karaoke period. Mm. Um, and I didn't, I'd heard that there was going to be karaoke in a disco, but I didn't actually believe it because I was just like, who wants to, I've just, just eh. Who wants to control their diaphragm after stuffing loads of spare ribs down their gullet? <laughs> so the first person who got up for, to do the karaoke was uh, a girl called Helen, and she sang Does Your Mother Know by ABBA. And this was, um, to me, very amusing, because I was sat next to my cousin called Helen, who loved ABBA as a child. Uh, in fact, her miniature poodle might have been registered with the kennel club as Tio Pepe White Paws. But <laughs> Helen was adamant that we call her Abba. And um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that there's a chance that walking around a, a field shouting Abba after a disappeared dog is what made me gay. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love for someone to put together every single theory you have for what made you gay that you've given on this podcast. Because <laughs> it was about two months ago you were saying it was The Hobbit. <laughs> what can I say? I've been poisoned so comprehensively that I can never, I can't distinguish it anymore. I'm just all poison now. <laughs> I looked at Helen at this stage and saw like, made that eye contact thing. It's like, oh, Helen, you like ABBA. You used to do an ABBA song. She smiled, but she didn't think more of it. She's not a big karaoke singer and didn't... And I'm not going to force my own cousin to do karaoke. The next person up was a, a very young child who sang Tracy Chapman's Fast Car, which was a good time for everyone for two reasons, because listening to a child complain that he pays all the bills while you go out drinking <laughs> is a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> but not as much fun as watching that same child realise that a song lasts for fucking ages and looking at his mum pleadingly for permission to stop and come and sit down again <laughs> while she encourages him and claps. <laughs> then it was time for Helen again. She was singing Waterloo by ABBA and... I can't be more thrilled to report that this was a completely different Helen to the first one. Yes. Yeah. And I, at this point, I looked at my cousin more urgently, my eyes wide and silently screaming, you've got to sing Abba Helen. You've got to put in the request now. And her eyes widening backwards at me, silently screaming, stop it, Jonathan. I am not singing Abba just so you can make two other Helens feel weird. <laughs> The next song was followed by the next song was Colin, who sang Fever, which is another song that is far too fucking long for anyone to enjoy, including Colin. And the song after that, you will not believe, was Super Trooper by Helen. I'm open to the idea that this wasn't a third Helen, but maybe the first Helen who'd come back. I had I had the third Helen on my table, and there fucking could not be four. <laughs> 
But at the chorus of uh, Super Trooper, everyone was getting a little bit drunker and more women got off, got up off the table to join in. And there's no way you're going to fucking tell me they weren't all called Helen. <laughs> at this point, I was just so excited that I was just looking around at everyone and hoping they were enjoying living in a world of Abba Helens as much as I was. Uh, then the karaoke ended. The magic broke. And my mum wanted to go home because for personal reasons that I don't want to fucking talk about with you guys. <laughs> She's got but, a deep-seated fear of dragons. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I needed to use the toilet first. This involved walking through an area that had been cleared of, of furniture, which is usually the waiting area before you get your table, but this time it had been cleared out for a disco. And the Helens were dancing. I had to walk through them. And there might have been something wrong with the electrics in that place because a light, a bulb sparked fucking fizzed everywhere and ever since then i've begun to fear that i've moved into a different kind of universe who knows Welcome to the News for Helens. This is the News for Helens, where the joke is I tell you how many Helens were hurt by a bomb or something like You know, it's like the News for Pirates on Monty Python. I'm Helen Rostrum, and tonight, like every night, I'm going to be taking your hand and we're going to float across a vector Helenscape into the pixelated Helen Horizon. Helen! Thanks, Helen. I'm Helen Texaco, and if you've ever had anyone stroke your hair, I've got news for you. That was me, Helen. Thanks, Helen. I'm the kindly but implacable Helen at the end of life. The Helen who steers the ferry as you drag your fingers in the dreamy waters of forgetfulness. Helen? Thanks, Helen. This week, Helen's all swapped bodies like in the Marvels, and they all said it was nice. Helen! Thanks, Helen. Also this week, a new Helen moved into the town and was presented with a basket of age-defying lotions by the softest, friendliest Helen. Helen? Thanks, Helen. And Helen? Yes? No, no, Helen. Yes? They didn't swap bodies in the Marvels, they swapped locations. And thank you for clarifying that point. Helen, consider me corrected. How did you watch that whole movie thinking they were swapping bodies? I just said, I just, I just said, consider me corrected. God, you're being really mean. Do you think footballers swap bodies at half-time? What are you doing, Helen? I'm phoning the police because you're not acting like a nice Helen. That's a nice old-fashioned phone you've got there, Helen. Well, thanks, unless you're being sarcastic. In which case, fuck you, Helen. I, I, I'm not being sarcastic. I couldn't be sarcastic if I tried, actually, because of your phone. I'm, you're going to get into so much fucking trouble for the way you're treating me right now. Helen Headquarters, Helen Lawson, Head of Helen Resources speaking. Hello, I'd like to report a Helen being a cunt to me on the news, please. It's live. <laughs> Here at Natural Helen, we use only the plumpest, sleepiest Helens. We rinse their little dimples and gently wake them from a light nap in their hammocks and give them coochie-coos on their little chins until they start to chuckle. Only after minutes of contented chuckling will our pampered Helens gurgle up the secret bronze nugget that makes Natural Helen so rich and satisfying. 
five freshly tickled out gurgle nuggets went into the very first palette of Natural Helen. And we make sure there's five freshly tickled out gurgle nuggets in every punnet that leaves our factory in a two mile long Helen shaped war blimp. When the dreadnought Helen casts its shadow over your town, Give her a wave. Meanwhile, in Helen Fielding's far-flung Spitalfield Maternity Hospital for birthing Helens... One last push, and there'll be a piping hot fresh Helen rocketing into my catcher's mitt. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Toodaloo, mommy. Hoo-ha. Baby's on the up and up. Oh, look, she's cracking her knuckles. This one's a keeper. Now to just snip the umbilical cord, what had the mummy food in it. And now to slip the bumbilical cord, what the baby did a shit out of. Google Gaga, motherfuckers, I'm all over the place. Oh, she's bold. Now to wipe all the tummy gubbins off her and apply some <laughs> medical-grade age-defying lotion. Yeah, you slap that shit in my chubby little legs, you dirty rotten scoundrels. And now it's time for the final routine test. Helen? Yes? No, Helen. No, Helen. Oh. Helen? Helen? Is there, is there something wrong? She's not answering. To Helen. Oh, oh no. Helen? 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 Helen! <laughs> Who the hell are these women talking to? I just thought of something horrible. I went on holiday nine months ago, but I thought I'd been safe. Oh, no. You don't think? Susan? That's my name. You got yourself a bouncing baby Susan. Put it back up me. I don't want it. I would, but I've already cut the bumbilical cord. She'd just shit inside you. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the bumbilical cord. I'll just put her in the Susan chute. She'll toil in the Susan mines until the death until her painful death for the betterment of Hellenic society. Yes, that's a nice idea. Before I go, can you tell me a story about the glory of the Helens, please? Once upon a time, there was a wicked Helen who did spits on the pavement. She didn't put any hairspray on, ever, and she flagrantly displayed the Council of Helens in matters that were explicitly within their purview. For example, crazy paving that is visible on the streets, visible from the streets, I should say, is a non-regular outdoor flooring that should be ratified by a delegation of seven independent local Helens. But this wicked Helen invited an illegitimate team of wily French Helens who rode their bicycle in alarming zigzags near to the finishing school for nervous Helens and left half-eaten onions bobbing in the memorial pond. That's the memorial pond. You can't say <laughs> m too many times when you're talking about ponds. By the time glacial Helen bureaucracy had been moved into action and the enforcement Helens had been mobilised, it was too late. The crazy paving had already been installed. Within months, the cracks in the crazy pavement were covered in moss, moss that had grown from the moisture of the wicked Helen's pavement spits, filled with evil spits and growing in unsanctioned cracks. The moss was born from chaos and would tell evil lies to passing Helens. Once this was all Susan's, sang the moss, soon it will be Susan's again. And with that blasphemy, a swarm of shrouded, faceless Helen clerics descended on the moss and squirmed around on the floor like worms, devouring it and chattering their teeth. And the evil Helen looked to the camera and said, Whose ass do I got a blast to get nominated for a Helen of the Year award around here? 
and I'm delighted to announce that this year's Supreme Helen of the Year Award for the Helen who has it all goes to Helen Patterson! <laughs> thank you! Thank you so much! I'd like to thank my mother, Helen Patterson, my father, Helen Patterson, my 17 sisters, Helen Patterson, 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 Helen Patterson. The Helen Who Has It All Award is sponsored by the Recursive World of Helens. Here at the Recursive World of Helens, we stick a big camera down your throat, searching for the Helen inside of you. The little Helen inside of you that pulls all the muscle strings so that you can walk around town doing the big shop. And you can open the little clasps on your handbag and rummage around inside for your lipstick so you can freshen up your lipstick and look at yourself in the mirror and say, you can do this, Helen, before going into that meeting room and signing the Henderson contract that's going to get you that promotion. This little Helen lives in your stomach and she's suspended in all your fart air and her hair's all matted with every color of macaroon dust because that's all you eat. But that's not your fault. Nothing's your fault because it's all that little Helen inside you. It's making you do it and we're going to find her. We're going to find her with this big camera we're sticking down your throat. And when we find her, we're going to take a picture of her and the flash in our cameras is going to freak her out so bad. She'll be pulling all the wrong strings and you'll be doing the can-can around our office. But don't worry. We've seen it all a dozen times. This is what we do for a living, so calm down. But this little Helen will say different. She'll be different. She'll say, get out. And we'll say, hmm, this little Helen's different. Her eyes are all like rainbows and shit. And we'll, so we'll get a smaller camera and we'll put it down her neck. And we're going to discover a splinter of alien glass. A little glass shard. A spectral glass, you see. And it's the home to an, ade- it's the home to an adolescent alien with infinite powers whose tiny little ship crash landed inside Helen Patterson's ribcage and he was he was so upset he fucked up some Helen's ribs that he tried to make amends but he didn't understand human culture so he just made everyone Helen and then and there we'll realize we can fix this we can fix it all if we just tell this little alien that some people are called Keith but we're scared we're too scared and we're too comfortable And that's all for the news this week. Good night, Helen. Good night, Helen. Helen? Yes. No, Helen. Yes. Good night. Good night. Can't believe you're actually not speaking to me because you don't know what a body swap comedy is. Features. The regular features. Spooky noise in your ears. Features. A regular feature Ghosts and wolves with teeth coming into your bedroom Did you all watch, not the Super Bowl, but all the adverts from the Super Bowl? I watched the Super Bowl and all the adverts of the Super Bowl I made Reese switch over to the US broadcast because it's got all the ads yeah on. i was gonna say way more fun than watching pundits talk about why the ball is the funny shape and you don't <laughs> kick it around on the ground as all the british coverage is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now do tell me gary what's that ball long uh i for one really enjoy that just all of 
popular culture decides for a night that the coolest thing in the world is some adverts. Mm. It's really weird. Um, And now that we all watch it and we love all the adverts, it has struck me that despite being a very international event, they are very American adverts. They're all special adverts that I have to watch with celebrities in them for all American things. Mm. Like if um, Mitt Romney was eating a Frito-Lay. Frito. Or a, <laughs> I can't imagine that. <laughs> Madonna flew a Delta Airway and landed straight outside a deli stocked entirely with humongous beef. <laughs> the beef that makes you tall. <laughs> and that's the thing. I think now that it's such a worldwide interest, we should have British brands yes. getting in on this app. I'm supposed to know what a Geico is. What is a Geico? It's got a lizard and in it. And now he's got a British accent, which just rubs salt in the wound. Acting like you know me, you weird gecko. <laughs> We've never seen you before, you gecko prick. <laughs> oh, wait. Is he a gecko? Because it sounds like Geico. Yes. Is that the whole point? That is, I think I think so. I assume Fuck so. Fucking hell. Never th- I just thought, it's lizard, the gecko of Geico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we should have... Good old-fashioned British brands paying $400 million for 30 seconds of airtime or whatever it is. And that's why I've come up with a pitch for an advert for digestives, which I call digestives. It's in the name. They're good for making you shit. (laughs) (laughs) So it begins with a camera entering a pristine house. And the door to a marbled bathroom opens as if a ghost did it from across the room. And a very handsome man is squatted over his ornate toilet. And he doesn't notice that the camera's in the room yet. And then we hear, I need to make a shit crap out of my ass. (laughs) And then he turns to the camera and he says, Oh, hi, I didn't see you there. I'm Chris Pine. (laughs) I'm on the toilet right now because I can't crap this shit out of my pooper. It's really hard. The turd, I mean. It's diamond thick and just as shiny. Or so I'm told by my wife, who I asked to have a look at my back portions in case I had something wedged in there. Like a block of wood. Because sometimes I sit on blocks of wood to connect to nature. Alas, it was not a block of a wood. It was a honker of a hard fart, just (laughs) shining to get out. I can't act on a new Star Trek until this belly buster is out of my pipes and into my other pipes. The pipes underground that go who knows where. What the heck do I do? At this point, a hand appears from behind the camera, thrusting a sleeve of digestives way too close to Chris Pine's face. What are these? I've never seen these before. McVitie's digestives? Is this some kind of a medicine for toilet craps? The camera shakes from side to side, as if to say, no, it is not a medicine for toilet craps. (laughs) No, you're right. These would be a Big medicine. (laughs) (laughs) So who is this McVitie? Is he some kind of an apothecarian or noted proctologist? The camera shakes again, but less certainly, like the cameraman isn't actually sure what a proctologist is. (laughs) What a riddle you've presented me with. Perhaps I will look closer at the packaging. 
Russell, Russell. <laughs> oh my goodness, these are a cookie. <laughs> the camera, the camera shakes furiously. <laughs> oh, it says biscuit here. Well, I don't know what kind of gravy goes with these biscuits. <laughs> so anyway, why are you giving me these? Wait, are these a biscuit that has long been associated with just dunking in tea because they're so incredibly boring that they need other flavors to become palatable? But in fact, it's been forgotten that they were intended to aid in digestion and as such should be marketed as an, a means for making chunky mothers fly out of one end and one's anus more effortlessly. <laughs> the camera nods with a palpable sense of relief that it has finally been understood. That's so cool. I love that for me. I'm going to eat the whole pack. For two full minutes, we watch Chris Pine eat an entire pack of digestives, beginning with gusto, but visibly slowing down and becoming less excited as he goes on. At one point, he has to waddle over to the sink and drink out of the tap because his mouth is so dry. (laughs) And then he goes back to the toilet and just keeps eating. This sequence will cost around two and a half billion (laughs) dollars. Wow, delicious. I enjoyed every single one of these digestives from McVitie. You know, I think you can make a fortune if you put chocolate on these. (laughs) The camera does a sort of circular motion like it's rolling its eyes, I guess. (laughs) Well, of course they already thought of that. That's just great. I'm really happy to know I could accent this experience with chocolate. Speaking of accenting an experience with chocolate, I think I'm about to do just that to my toilet because of clacking out this big round steak in my asshole. If you could just give me some privacy. The camera doesn't move. No, I really don't want you to be here. I'm very thankful for the digestives. They're delicious and I endorse their use, but I don't want you to be here. The camera doesn't move. Oh, come on. I don't want you to be here, Prince Harry. (laughs) The camera swivels and reveals that it was Prince Harry talking to Chris Pine the whole time. He has a grin on his face, but a steely determination in his eyes. He's intent on seeing Chris Pine do a massive shit due to digestives. It is his duty and it is his reward. Fine. Be like that. I have to focus here. Cut! Digestives. It's in the name. They're good for making you shit. <laughs> smell, smell the well, smell the well. Smell, smell the well, smell the well. Regular features. Regular features. The podcast that is the same every week. Regular features. Regular features. They will give you the B name that you seek. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. I'm Bradley Wiggins. <clears throat> hey, Bradley. Hello, I'm Bradley Wiggins, and I ate my twin in the womb, then several other twins outside of the womb. That's why my nickname is Bradley Wiggins, twin-eating lad. I've been consuming twins for over 43 years. Identical, non-identical, I honestly couldn't give a fuck. So long as those delicious siblings shared a womb. But Bradley Wiggins, I hear you ask, how do you eat so many twins? And what are your top seven twins that you have ever eaten? Well, you're as lucky as a leprechaun's saddle. Because I'm here to tell you all about the seven times I ate a twin. And that was one of the seven times best times of that. Number one, Grace. 
Grace was a delicious four-year-old twin I spotted during a grueling ascent stage in the foothills of Valois in 2002. As soon as I clapped eyes on this delectable-looking twin, I came to a screeching halt and leapt from my bike, clawing at the toddler with both hands and snatching her from her screaming mother's pathetically loose grip. Before you know it, the tasty twin was in my belly, and I was back in the saddle, battling the ascended champion Jan Ulrich in a gripping medium mountain sprint. (laughs) Two, Jacques. Jacques was an irresistible 16-year-old twin who was unfortunate enough to take on a summer job changing my spokes in 2003. (laughs) But let's just say what was unfortunate for Jacques was fortunate for me. Hey Jacques, I said to this plump little Belgian twin, bet you can't guess how many teeth Bradley Wiggins has in his mouth. Well, the eager-to-please teenage twin basically crawled down my throat. All I had to do was arch my back toward the ceiling like a big duck and gobble that boy down in one go. Easily one of the top seven twins I've ever eaten. Three, Hélène. Hélène was Jacques' twin sister, who kicked in the front door of my garage when she heard the sounds of a tasty twin being swallowed up whole. What have you done with Jacques? She howled in French, brandishing the first bicycle pump she could lay her twin hands on. Bradley Wiggins, attack! I shouted in in response in English as I threw a bucket of scalding hot bicycle oil all over Hélène. Blinded and greasy, this twin slid down my esophagus like a wet sack of plums. I hadn't planned to eat two twins so quickly that day, but you won't hear any complaints from me. (laughs) Four. Francis. Francis was a 98-year-old twin living in the care home where I volunteer. Can you imagine the care home staff's surprise when they opened the door of his bedroom to find none other than me, the cyclist Bradley Wiggins, slurping him up like noodles when I should have been giving this senior twin a sponge bath? (laughs) I'd already swallowed him up to the hips by the time they got their senses together and started chasing me around the room with a big broomstick. They kept tugging on his shoulders trying to yank Francis back out of my gullet. But before we all knew it, this juicy twin was all gobbled up. And with a theatrical bow, I tumbled out of the second-story window and cycled away. That was a top-seven twin eating for sure. And I'm not even angry at the staff. They were just doing their jobs. Five. Nora. Nora was Francis's 98-year-old twin sister, and she lived at the same assisted living facility as her twin brother. I always say that the best thing about twins is that there's two of them. <laughs> Obviously, I was not allowed back into the care home after eating just one single twin, so I had to disguise myself as all three of Nora's adult children and wait outside her window in the middle of the night. They told Nora not to open the window because Bradley Wiggins was out here devouring twins, but Nora couldn't refuse her own adult children. Well, before you know it, she had thrown that window open, and in seconds, I had ate that juicy twin all up. (laughs) When the staff checked in on her the next morning, they found me in her bed, patting my belly and sucking on my fingers to get all that delicious twin grease off. They weren't too happy to see me again. I can tell you you that for nothing, for free. That one's on the house. (laughs) Six and seven, Harold and Devlin. In 2006, I was out doing forward tumbles in my front garden when I spied Harold and Devlin, two tasty seven-month-old twins, out for a morning stroll in one of those twin strollers, which to me might as well look like a two microwaves stuck together, each one containing an individual twin. Licking my lips, I rose to my feet 
and shouted, Give me both those twins for me to eat. That wasn't supposed to rhyme, but in the moment, I was overcome. Well, this outburst almost cost me a pair of delicious twins. As the parents were so frightened I would eat their twins, they began running away. But they were no match for me, the Olympic gold cycling champion Sir Bradley Wiggins, CBE. And I soon caught up to them on my special racing bike, and I ate both twins. We'll call the police, the parents protested. What? The twins police? I laughed as I patted my belly. I think I'd have heard about such a thing by now. That's uh, an excerpt from Bradley Wiggins's autobiography. <laughs> I've, I've been listening to a lot of the horror anthology podcast, The Magnus Archives, recently. And if you just put on a spookier voice, and he wasn't called Bradley Wiggins, but he was called, like, Anthony Twin Eater, that would just be an episode of that show. It was really haunting. Uh, yeah. It's just, I couldn't concentrate on how horrible it was, because you smiled so much through the whole thing. <laughs> he was having Tried real to... fun. I wasn't... <laughs> that's the most fun I think I've ever seen you have do a feature. Uh, yeah, I, when I finished writing it, I was like, that's really dark. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. It's, it's great. I just have a very, very stunted dark sensor, I think, because that to me was just pure, beautiful whimsy. <laughs> Fun whimsy. <laughs> Cavalcade, rainbow colours, lovely. <laughs> some coins for some features, and you get a B name, and you get a B name. Oh. Just some coins for some features, and you get a B name. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing per episode. If you give two pounds or more per episode, you will get your very own B name. This B name replaces your human name on all official documents, death certificates, deeds of trust all legal and equitable entitlements that you may have must be registered to this new b name boys could you please give b names to the following new patrons a b name please for marcus revington to all b patty special sauce lettuce cheese pickles onions on a sesame seed bum <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> could you please give a b name to Aaron Baker. The baddest bee on the motherfucking scene. Whoa. Horatio Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go, the errant baker baked a bee and then he gave bee loaf to me. <laughs> we'll save it up, you idiot. <laughs> His name was Aaron Baker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now he's Horatio Nelson, so give it to someone else. <laughs> The baddest bee on the motherfucking sea, Horatio Nelson. <laughs> that will look good in the Discord, so fair play. <laughs> Speaking of the Discord, we do have a bee-exclusive Discord. It's called the Beehive. You also get access to that when you help us out on Patreon. Have you boys seen anything fun or interesting happening on the bees? Uh, well, I took a screenshot of us during this episode that I've dropped in behind the scenes. Not when I was sneezing, like hopefully. No, you're making a lovely happy face Great. and Log's eating one of his own fingers in delight. 
Um, so I, I really enjoyed that. Um, behind Harmony Lions has posted a picture of me and him together because he came in the pub and he's fishing for fucking kudos. But I like Stubborn B, who is always a little bit better than me at the fucking New York Times crossword, posting, <laughs> I miss when you could touch a TV and feel its fur. Well, if you'd like to join in the fun, patreon.com forward slash regular features. Say thank you, Joe. Thank you. Say good night, Log. Good night. We'll be back next week. Ba 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 bye. What do you say, Steve? I said ba 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 bye just now. Oh, okay. Say ba 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 bye. Ba 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 bye. M memory. What was it? M memorial. Memorials. This episode in memory of everyone who's gone. Oh, bye bye. Come back soon. We miss you. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features.